Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. It is 9 o'clock on the news and we are looking at 75 degrees this morning. Got low down to a 68, and that humidity is feeling, yeah, up. 79 degrees, thought it would actually be more. So, another perfect day. I see some of the news of some of the snowstorms up north. Sorry, everybody got in snowstorms. That's not good. Well, let's look over in this day in trivia. Let's see what we have for today. Sorry about yesterday with all, all the problems, especially you guys on the podcast. Um, yeah, Ray's got her work cut out for her trying to piece it together because we had all kinds of uh, issues yesterday, but thank you for your patience. Mm. <laughs> Captain Kangaroo, famous statement. This is a good one. If you want more time in your life, don't watch TV. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it come from somebody who made a living out of it. Hmm, the first interracial kiss, William Shatner, uh, James T. Kirk with Nichelle Nichols, character of Star Trek episode. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah, President Kennedy's assassination on this day in Dallas in 1963. Very sad. Hmm, let's see what else we have here. Blackbeard the pirate killed. Blackbeard Edward Tetch is killed in hand-to-hand combat by a crew of sailors. Wow, interesting. And the Knights Templars arrested on this date, 1307. The rest of the Knights Templars' seizure of their property is ordered by Pope Clement V. The campaign against the Templars was started the previous October on Friday the 13th by King Philip IV of France, who owed them large amounts of money and used their persecution to free himself of his debt. The Templars were tortured into confession and burned at the stake. The Templar Grandmaster Jacques Molay, as he was being burned at the stake in 1314, announced, God knows who is wrong and has sinned. Soon a calamity will occur to those who have condemned us to death. Pope Clement died a month later, and Philip died eight months later in a hunting accident. Since Philip began the arrest the previous October, Friday the 13th, many believe this to be the basis for the belief Friday the 13th is bad luck. So there you go. And with that, I think we will look over to our dad jokes and see what we got lined up over here. All right, let's see here. I'm going to go to the very last one and work my way up until I see one I've already done. I wasn't close to my father when he died, which is lucky, because he stepped on a landmine. (laughs) That is so bad. That is one of those things that you should not say. I mean, that is disrespectful. I'm sorry. I tried to explain to my four-year-old son that it is perfectly normal to accidentally (laughs) poop in your pants, (laughs) but he's still making fun of me. That's another one. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't screening these before I read them. That's that's crude. We should be above those kind of jokes, right? 
Well, we will move over to the reading for today. We're in Ezekiel 27. Father God, thank you for your love for us, and thank you for guiding us in your word. And we look forward to God to things you want to show us in this day in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's move into Ezekiel 27. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, son of man, take up a lamentation over Tyre, and say to Tyre, who dwells at the entrance of the sea, merchant of the people to many coastlands, thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your brothers are in the heart of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. They have made all your planks of fir trees of Sinir. They have taken cedar from Lebanon to make the mast for you. Of the oaks of Bashan, they have made your oars. With ivory, they have inlaid your deck of boxwood from the coastlands of Cyprus. Your sail was of fine embroidered linen from Egypt, so that it became your distinguishing mark. Your awning was blue and purple from the coastlands of Elisha, the inhabitants of Sidon, and Arvad were your rowers. Your wise men, O Tyre, were aboard. They were your pilots. The elders of Gebal and her wise men were with you, repairing your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors were with you in order to deal in your merchandise. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army, your men of war. They hung shields and helmets in you. They set forth your splendor. The sons of Arvad and your army were on your walls all around, and Gamadim were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They perfected your beauty. Tarshish was your customer because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth. With silver and iron tin, lead they paid for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshach, they were your traders. With the lives of men and vessels of bronze, they paid for your merchandise. Those of Beth Tugarma gave horses of war, horses and mules for your wares. The sons of Dedan were your traders. Many coastlands were your market, ivory tusks and ebony. They brought as your payment. Aram was your customer because of the abundance of your goods. They paid for your wares with emeralds, purples, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies. Judah and the land of Israel, they were your traders with the wheat of Minneth, cakes, honey, oil, balm, and they paid for your merchandise. Damascus was your customer because of the abundance of your goods, because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth, because of the wine of Hilbon and white wool. Vidan and Javan paid for your wares from Uzal, wrought iron, Cassia and sweet cane were among your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in saddle cloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar, they were your customers for lambs, rams, and goats. For these, they were your customers. The traders of Sheba and Ramah, they traded with you. They paid for your wares with the best of all kinds of spices, with all kinds of precious stones and gold. Aran, Kane, Eden, and the traders of Sheba, Asher, and Kalmad, 
traded with you. They traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, in carpets of many colors, tightly wound cords, which were among your merchandise. The ships of Tarshish were carriers for your merchandise, and you were all filled and were very glorious in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you into great waters. The east wind has broken you in the heart of the seas. Your wealth, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors and your pilots, your repairers and seams, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your company that is in your midst, will fall into the heart of the seas. On the day of your overthrow, at the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pasture lands will shake. And all who handle the oar, the sailors, and all the pilots of the seas will come down from their ships and then will stand on the land and then will make their voice heard over you and will cry bitterly. They will cast dust on their heads and they will wallow in ashes. Also, they will make themselves bald for you and gird themselves with sackcloth and they will weep for you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. Moreover, in their wailing, they will take up a lamentation for you, a lament over you, who is like Tyre, like her who is silent in the midst of the sea. When your wares went out from the seas, you satisfied many peoples with the abundance of your wealth and your merchandise. You enriched the kings of the earth. Now that you are broken by the seas and your depths of the waters, your merchandise and all your company have fallen into the midst of you. All the inhabitants of the coastlines are appalled at you, and their kings are horribly afraid. They are troubled in countenance. The merchants among the people hiss at you. You have become terrified, and you will cease to be forever. Chapter 28 Then the word of the Lord came again to me and said, saying, Son of man, say to the leader of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you have said, I am a God and I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the seas. Yet you are a man and not God. Although you make your heart like the heart of God, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that is a match for you. By your wisdom and understanding, you have acquired riches for yourself. You have acquired gold and silver for your treasuries. By your great wisdom, by your trade, you have increased your riches, and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have made your heart like the heart of God, therefore, behold, I will bring strangers upon you, the most ruthless of the nations, and they will draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit. You will die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers. For I have spoken, declares the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. A ruby, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper. 
the lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, the gold, the workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God, and I walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you by the abundance of your trade. You were internally filled with violence, and you sinned. Therefore, I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God, and I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast to the ground. I put you before kings that they may see you by the multitude of your iniquities, by the unrighteousness of your trade. You profaned your sanctuaries. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst and consumed you and have turned you into ashes of the earth, the eyes of all those who see you. All who know you among the peoples. All are appalled at you. You have become terrified and you will cease to be forever. Judgment on Sidon. And the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face towards Sidon, prophesy against her and say, This says the Lord God, behold, I'm against you, Sidon, and I will be glorified in her midst. And they will know that I'm the Lord and execute judgment on her, for I will send pestilence to her and blood into her streets. And the wounded will fall by her midst and the sword upon her on every side. And they will know that I am the Lord. And there will be no more for the house of Israel a pricking briar and a painful thorn from any round about them who scorn them. And they will know that I am the Lord. Verse 25. Thus says the Lord God, I will gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered and will manifest my holiness in them in the sight of the nations, and they will live in their land, which I will give to my servant Jacob. They will live in security, and they will build houses, plant vineyards, and live securely, and I will execute judgment upon all who scorn them round about them, and they will know that I am the Lord their God. So anyway, I forgot to turn on telegram sorry guys i've been i thought it would be better i thought i would end telegram so that kind of has a normal appearance it's not always on live and you see dark screens and weird stuff but i apologize i forgot to turn it on try and do better next time ezekiel 27 all the description of the wealth of tyre and the king of tyre you see a lot of comparisons there to to economic babylon a lot of comparisons there, so there's probably some good prophetic tie-ins there on the Antichrist, the type. He's a type of the Antichrist, and he becomes the Antichrist, really, Lucifer himself. How is it we see the prophet describing the king, and then in the midst of the sentence describing the king, he says, starts saying things like, oh, how you have fallen, the anointed cherub of God. He He just... He sees the two. He sees the king of Tyre representing Satan and how Satan fell. And we get this. We get this. This is the only description we get really in the Bible of of how, what happened in heaven with with Lucifer. 
So it's very interesting. And I would not do a judges to try and even touch on it right now. It's in Ezekiel 27. If Ezekiel is all there on, on the webpage, I'm hoping it is. Let me know if it's not, because I'm redoing the, all of the, the teachings, and some of them are quite messed up, but we're getting them reloaded. But if you're interested in this, because it's pretty foundational, Ezekiel 27, all about the king of Tyre and all about Lucifer falling from heaven. And it's a very, very important and interesting study. Hebrews 12 now, therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witness surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. A Father's Discipline, verse 4. For you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons, for what son is there whom the Father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which you have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight the paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the lord see to it that no one comes short of the grace of god that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many are defiled that there be no immoral or godless person like esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal for you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, and he found no place for repentance, though he sought it with tears. Verse 18, For you have not come to the mountain that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and darkness, and gloom, and whirlwind, but to the blast of the trumpet of the sound of words, which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoke to them, for they could not bear the command. Even if the beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels 
and to the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn, whom are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the Judge of all, and to the, the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the Mediator of the New Covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better of the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if those who did not escape when they refused him, who warned them on earth, much less will you escape, who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook and the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of these things which can be shaken as the created thing, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. In my humble opinion, he is talking to these <laughs> these Hebrew Christians that are not only confused about whether they should be go back to and participate in the Jewish festivals, but they're also coming under persecution. And uh these things can things were starting to get serious. In other words, they were uh, thinking uh from the persecution standpoint it'd be a lot better if I just go back to the to Judaism and the sacrifices and probably I would think, and this is just a guess, lay low on the Christianity stuff. And just tell everybody I'm a Jew because, after all, look at everything that's going on around and These Christians are getting killed and persecuted. And they were kind of leaving the Jews alone, at least at that point. And that's that's a somewhat educated guess from the timeline of what was going on back then. But the writer of Hebrews is saying, let's let's review what we know. We have this great cloud of witnesses, Jews by and large, that took a step of faith to follow God either before the, the coming of Jesus and after, and they took a step in faith, and many of them died for it. They didn't count their lives dear for themselves, but they they were the great men and women of faith. And therefore, he says, such we have, such we have, such great cloud of witness. We need to press on. We need to press on and focus on that and look at what we have. Look at who Jesus is. Look at his glory and um and all everything that we have in him he's this consuming fire this god who judges he's all powerful we need to remember that and we need to remember we'll stand before him so there's you can't just hide god was wants to hold you accountable what you do with your faith and and it may be that he uses some issues in your life to to clean out the dross to uses the fire a little bit of persecution to purify you. It's a, it, the discipline of the Lord. You're not supposed to despise it. He says you're not supposed to look at it as, as, a, as a condemnation of God. It's something he's using to your benefit. These are the things you don't. we don't like to hear. Um, they're not pleasant, but they are the truth, and this is what God uses in our lives. No condemnation, Charles Spurgeon. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none. And the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. Jeremiah 50. A glorious word indeed. What a perfect pardon is here promised to the sinful nation of Israel and Judah. 
Sin is to be so removed that it shall not be found, so blotted out that there shall be none. Glory be unto the God of pardons. Satan seeks out sin wherewith to accuse us, our enemies. Seek them that they may lay them to our charge. And our own conscience seeks them even with a morbid eagerness. But when the Lord applies the precious blood of Jesus, we fear no form or search for. There shall be none. They shall not be found. The Lord hath caused the sins of his people to cease to be. He hath finished transgression and made an end of sin. The sacrifice of Jesus has cast our sins into the depths of the sea. This makes us dance for joy. The reason for the obliteration of sin lies in the fact that Jehovah himself pardons his chosen ones. His word of grace is not only royal but divine. He speaks absolution, and we are absolved. He applies the atonement, and from that hour his people are beyond all fear of condemnation. Blessed be the name of the sin-annihilating God. And Father, we do thank you for that and bless you for it, that it's amazing how you take our sins and cast them far away from you, as far as the east is from the west. We have no condemnation now in Christ Jesus, and we are set free. The sins we have now are not unto judgment of death, but really unto the Break and breaking of your heart in fellowship, but we thank you for those sins that were separating us from you for eternity have now been atoned for, and we we now are humbly coming before you. And, and God, if you if you do need to discipline us, help us see it for what it is. Not easy to accept it, not easy to go through it, but help us come out the other side, God, as pure gold. Help us to come through it by the help of your Spirit, seeing that you are powerful enough to see us through all situations. Help us just rely on you even more. So we bless you for that, and, and I'm, certainly those going through physical challenges, it is not necessarily your discipline, but it is a challenge. It is a, a time of refining for our maturity. So I do pray you continue to help our brothers and sisters get through it and get healed, those people that need it. We rejoice in the, the missionary couple that is working with YOM, how she's getting her surgery, it seems, and that seems to be getting back on track. Well, thank you for Christine, who's getting better and doesn't know you yet, but it's getting better with the Lyme disease, Father, and Dean and Kim are talking to her, so I pray you'd really help her to open up and really get to know you and see see her life completely, completely healed inside, spiritually and out. And touch all those that they're ministering to, Kim and Dean in the Lyme Disease Center, that they have a great ministry and opportunity to witness to. And I pray special blessing upon Abigail that you get her healed, God. And if it's needful for her tonsils to come out, that you would just bless the hands that do the surgery and that that be something to be confirmed, whether it's necessary or not, and that you would be really, really giving good guidance, God, and there would be a comfort on all sides of what the right course of action is for them. Very difficult to know when your kids are sick what to do. There's a little four, um, four-year-old boy right now, the grandson of Jesse. We want to pray that you bless him and heal him. He's got a cough that is real bad. It's not stopping. So supernaturally, God, just stop that cough.
and help them find out the source of it and, and heal it. Touch his little body and heal him miraculously, Father. And those that are continuing on with their treatments, continue to just be faith for them to be faithful in you and joyful. We thank you for those that can come through these things and keep their, their hearts and their mind focused on you and be joyful, as Anna Brionis was. And through all that she went through with her, with her arthritis and with her lungs and everything else, she was always online with her smiley faces and all the prayers and everything. God, it was such an uplifting thing to see that for all of us. So we continue to pray for those that have, that have these challenges but can still find a way in Christ to be joyful. So thank you for them. Thank you for all that you're doing. May you continue to bless the um, Bible studies that are starting, the mission, the kids, the outreach ministries now coming into the Christmas season and the planning for the big outreach Christmas ministry, the um, the Pastors and Leaders Conference down south that will be going on. So I'll bless that. And um, so many other things. Bless this ministry as we desire to take it into the new year and expand it and have more people involved in it so that we can see people in your word, God, where we know the real transformation takes place. So thank you for that. And we ask just to continue to hold us, God. Hold us tight in your hands and don't let us get off track. So we thank you for for everything and your love in Jesus' name. Amen. That will do it for today. So we will continue on tomorrow and press on through the word. So it's God bless you all. Keep looking up. We will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.